Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. I'm Pastor David Miller and I'll be your host this morning. And we've been talking to you several weeks in a row about faith. We've been looking at Hebrews all through the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And on our last uh, episode, we was talking to you about how to go from a, how Rahab went from a harlot to a heroine. And then after that, down here, let me see here, in verse number uh, 32, the Bible said, What? Shall I say more? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, also Samuel, and of the prophets. So looking at this verse, we're going to do a few more episodes on, on faith. And what else more could we say? Well, there's a lot more to say. And we've got a couple of guests here with us today on this uh, particular episode that I think is one of the greatest uh, examples and greatest stories of faith that I personally have ever known. And we have uh, Reverend Doug Cornett, pastor of the Bethel Chapel in Richmond, Indiana, his wife, Melissa Cornett. And uh, we're going to be talking to them about uh, a story and a chapter in their life. And it was, it was just an unbelievable um, story that uh, Brother Doug, pastoring a church there, uh, had a terrible accident and was actually, uh, I think I'm correct, Brother Doug, in saying this. Did you say, or did I hear you say at one time, there was an actual death certificate in uh, Union County, I think it is? Well, I don't know if it's still on file or not, but yes. it was, yes. And Signed by the doctor, Dr. Martin. And how many times? Seven times. Seven different times of death. So this this is an amazing story. So I I think what I'm going to do is ask uh, Sister Cornette. It's hard for me to call her that because it's my daughter, but I I love them. And I've seen this firsthand. It's a it's an amazing story that I think can help build your faith to see <clears throat> what God can do in terrible times. So I'm going to ask uh, Melissa to share with you from her point of view and kind of exactly uh, how this happened. And then uh, some today, but especially in the next uh, episode, Brother Doug's going to be sharing uh, some of the miracles that happened to him. Sister uh, Melissa, why don't you just go ahead and explain to us. Um, it was a, a Monday morning, and Brother Doug had just left to go visit someone else in the hospital, and on his way to the hospital is when he was in that he was in a car accident. It was a um, a driver that had actually hit a truck that was in front of him and the, hit the back wheels of the truck and it kind of threw that other car right into <clears throat> Doug's vehicle. And um, so from there. That's when they said that the paramedics had pronounced him DOA, actually dead on arrival. And um, it was several hours before we knew 
before I knew what had happened, before they got in contact with me. And um, actually, the um, I'm not for sure if it was a an administrator or a nurse or who it was from the hospital that had called. And um, she was asking questions about if there was a Doug Cornett that lived in our house and was he available? And I, you know, of course told her, yes, he, there was, you know, he did live there, but no, he wasn't available. And she proceeded to tell me that there had been an accident, not far. Actually, it ended up not being very far from our home and um, that they believed that he was in the accident and he didn't have any ID on him because the police at the scene had taken it. And so um, when he arrived at the hospital, there was actually no identification on him. So she asked me if I told me I needed to come and identify his body. And from there, um, it was just a roller coaster yeah. of different things that, you know, there were several things wrong with him. He, he um, actually had went, had traumatic brain trauma injury and several contusions and bleeding on the brain. And most of his injury was um, brain related. And so when I got there, he was in a coma, but he was also in surgery. They was doing some things, but it was several, it was a long time um, that he was in a coma, but then they really couldn't tell me what was wrong with him until after he came out of the coma. Um, there's different stages of a coma. So um, as he started coming out of a coma, then they could tell me different things that was wrong with him. So he was, because of the brain trauma, he was um, he was almost completely blind. He was um, um, par- paralyzed on his left side. A lot of things wrong. He had... Um, he had crushed his his face. The actually steering wheel came up to him, so it had crushed his his um, jaw, his bottom jaw. So it, it was had to be wired shut in the next few days after his accident. There's a lot of things that had um, was t- had taken place that they found out in the days and weeks to follow after that. This accident was was a really really a terrible accident and uh i can i can remember when uh my wife and i was at the house when the phone rang i remember very well and i I heard her say oh no are you serious and she said hurry up david get ready grab some clothes and she had told us that uh doug had been in an accident and and far as you knew he was he was dead so uh, back in those days, I didn't even have a cell phone. I borrowed a cell phone. And all the way there, uh, different times, uh, I get a call from you, Missy, and you'd say, well, they found a, a faint uh, pulse beat. Or you'd say, he's not dead. And then you'd call back and say, yes, he, he is dead. And it was, uh, it was a quite tragic day. And I know... Uh, you know, I hate you hate to bring up this bad part, but we're we're not going to stay on the bad part here. There's a great miracle took place, but 
I remember going by the scene of the accident and it was uh, on the way to the hospital that first day. And it was, uh, you could see, you know, the blood and the tire marks and so on. And, and it was, it was a, it was a tragic. Where was this actually at? Can you remember? Now you was pastoring brother Doug in Jonesboro, Illinois at that time. At Jonesboro, Illinois. And the accident happened on my way to make a hospital visit to the uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, the Southeast Missouri Hospital. And so uh, when you go on 146 out of Jonesboro, you come to a little community called Ware, W-A-R-E, and turn left, which is south on Illinois 3. And it was just, what, maybe a mile on Illinois 3. It wasn't too far on that road. And then that's where the uh, gentleman... Uh, it was a complete total accident, of course, but he hit me head on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, I know, a, a bad day, probably the worst day of of this young couple's life. And they were so young. Now, uh, Brother Doug, I became his pastor. I'm trying to think, how old was you, Doug? I was 15 in 1982, whenever you became my pastor. And uh, or, uh, then this was... I was 29. 96. In 1996. I was 29 years old when the accident happened. Yeah. And uh, so we had had known Doug and his family uh, most of his life. I knew his mom and dad. I guess I knew him, but, you know, as a young boy, you didn't, I didn't think so much about him and his sisters and brother, but I knew his mom and dad like a few years for that, before that, because preached at the church before I came their pastor, so I'd known Brother Doug. He started evangelizing, done a great job evangelizing for quite a while, and this was his first church he's pastored and was doing great. I remember how great the church was doing good. doing good. And uh, But at that time, and you were how old, Melissa? At, during the time of the wreck? Yeah. 23. So here's a couple, <clears throat> both in their 20s, two small children. Yeah. Dakota wasn't born yet. Two and four years old. We were 23 and 29. Caleb was uh, four and Chelsea was two. Yeah. So you think about that and how many hours, I don't, I don't even remember how many hours it was from home. It was about were. six. Six and a half. Yeah, six, seven hours. Yeah, so six, seven hours away from home and uh, this tragic accident. But, of course, immediately, you know, uh, myself and Diane and, Brother Doug's mom and dad, and as many of the family, you know, got there as quick as possible, and it was a, uh, it was a tragic day. And is it all right with you guys? I didn't even discuss it. If I uh, tell about, I think it was about six weeks before we had a camp meeting, and uh, right. Uh, right. So I remember this night, and I'm sure they will. Yes. Just in a regular church, sir. It was our camp, camp meeting, meeting service, and. Uh, I guess it's okay, Brother Russell, to use his name, Brother Russell McDonald. Uh, he just got up to the platform before he preached, and he said, "Brother Doug, I want you to come up here." And, and uh, he did, and he asked for his wife, and uh, he asked if Doug's family was there. So a lot of them were his mom and dad, and uh, sisters, and brother, and and he began to uh, to prophesy, and. I can't remember exactly. I'll say this and then I'll let them speak. But my best remembrance was he told them it's going to go through a terrible time in their life. 
but God was going to stand beside him. Right. Yeah. You... He, he said, um, he said that it's going to, it's going to look like that. Even he's talking to Doug, he said, it's going to look like you're not going to make it through this. But if you're, um, then he said to me, he said, but if you and his family stand behind him and stand with him, he'll be able to pull through. Yeah. And what he, I remember specifically, he said, and everybody's going to say, you're not going to make it. But uh, I think that's what your um, subject is, Pastor, is that faith. Yes. Whenever the devil says you can't make it. Yeah. There's no way you can make it. Yeah. But faith can overcome. Exactly. Believing in Jesus can do what you can't do on your own. There's no way that I could have overcame. There's no way that nobody in my family, you or Sister Miller or Missy, my mom and dad, nobody had the power to restore my life. Uh, nobody had the power that I could ever see again, that I could ever walk again, I could talk again. Nobody had that power. And I can't really remember, you know, who was saying I wasn't going to make it or who thought, you know, that there was no chance for me. I don't know, but I do know this. I know that because that people had the faith, that's why that I'm alive. That's why that I can see. That's why that I can talk. And I would just say to everybody that listens to the podcast, whenever the banker says there's no hope, whenever the judge, whenever the family members, whenever the enemies, whenever everybody around you says there's no hope, all you've got to have that you can do is faith. Amen. Faith in Jesus. Amen. And that will make all the difference. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I'll tell you what now, folks, if uh, many of you that's going to listen to this know Brother Doug, many of you are going to know this story well, but I'm sure there's going to be hundreds that's going to hear this that have not met either one of us. And this podcast is going to be on years down the road. And maybe after we're both gone, if this can be a builder of your faith, that's what we want. And honestly, this story is a, I want to say this too, this is a documented fact. We're not talking about something where somebody said, I heard about a great thing that took place. This is a, a documented fact that happened. And I've seen many, many miracles. This is probably the greatest individual miracle I've ever seen. And we're going to be talking about it. No way we can get it all done uh, this morning. So please, please tune in on the next episode. You want to? You do not want to miss Brother Doug's testimony about the the steps how God gloriously healed him. But it was um, it was an amazing thing. I remember when Brother McDonald was giving his prophecy. Uh, I never even asked him if he cared if I use this, but I know he don't care. I remember I was sitting back there thinking as the uh, uh, the chairman of that particular camp meeting, I was thinking, Brother McDonald, what are you doing? You're supposed to be preaching for me and you're prophesying to my son-in-law like this. But God knew and we didn't. And the Lord knew exactly what he was doing. And God, God, God has had it under control and he's got your situation under control as well, just like Brother Cornette just said. And, you know, there's a scripture we've come back to several times throughout this series that we're doing. And that verse says that we can call those things that are not 
as though they were. And that's faith. So even during this tragic time when it looked like Brother Doug wasn't going to live, let alone, let alone get uh, healing restoration in every area, which he has now, but just didn't even look like he would possibly live. But I want, I want to give credit, not because she is my daughter, but I want to give credit to someone here, and that is Brother Doug's wife, Sister Melissa. I remember this one day, and at first it kind of shocked me, and I thought, what is she talking to her daddy like that for? But I remember one day I said something like, well, now, Missy, we got to just keep believing God. And I said, "You, I, I can't remember what exactly what it was about, but I said, uh, you know, we, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. And I, I guess I showed a little bit of doubt to her. And she kind of put me in my place. And she said, now, Dad, listen. She said, God's going to bring Doug out of this completely. And she says, I'm going to believe God. And if you can't believe God with me, then don't say nothing at all. Well, I was a little offended at first, but I realized, and I thank God for that every day right now, that she had that kind of faith, that I'm going to believe God. God's going to do it. And I want you to stand with me, but if you can't, don't stand in my way. I'm going to believe God. And I hope today, if you're listening to this, don't worry about what anybody else says. If it's your friend, if it's your spouse, or if it's anybody, if they talk doubt or unbelief to you. You need to tell them, I'm going to believe God. I'd like for you to stand with me, but if you can't, I'm going to believe God anyway. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So at that time, on that tragic day, we could not see the end result. We didn't know the end result. All we saw was the present. Brother Doug. Right. That's all we could see. Right. But right. God saw today. Now, you may be listening to this years later, but right now we're in, this is the month of May of 2020. And that was what year? You said 1996. 1996. So that would have been 24 years ago, right? Right. So maybe 24 years from now, time tarries. You may look back at this, but we could not see the future. But God gloriously performed this miracle. We got about two minutes. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go today? Well, I'd like to say that, um, and you know, faith, not only for healing, but I, I think, and I know Melissa remembers well, a lady very special in our lives, Sister Hazel Baker, would come in crying, praying, and begging everyone to pray for James that uh, was deep in the sin and. Uh, her life was seemingly miserable, and now he's a close friend to me and you, and know that he has just has been had a fabulous, successful business. Yes, a man of such high character, and it was Sister Hazel's faith. Yes, that held on. I believe when it. no one else thought there was any hope. I believe that. So it's not only for your own healing, but for the people you love. Exactly. Have faith. Amen. This has been a great. A great episode, and I say this most times, but I don't know where this 20 minutes went. And I wish we could have got more in today, but please, you do want to be here next episode because we're going to go straight into Brother Doug sharing of his 
miracle of healing. So we hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode and we hope you have a great rest of your day and pray God blesses you and we will see you on our next episode. Thank you.